1: Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth.
2: Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Thanks for listening to the show. December 15. Sounds to me like there's 15 days left in the year, right? Roughly. Maybe way less, depending on how you holiday... You're with your family. I'm at the point where I wanna go right here, right now. With that said, I'm not. So let's talk about what we're seeing on Wall Street. And the best question of the day goes to my morning producer, Jason, who said, is that what you expected yesterday from the Federal Reserve? And I'm like, not really. He said exactly what I thought he was going to say, but the market reaction is, let's worry about, instead of worry about inflation, now we're worried about a recession, which is totally understandable. Those are the cards being dealt, but are why are we worried about it when we know it's going to happen? I've been talking about it for, what, two months now?
0: Ah, that's
2: my market analysis. It's always going to be something, a little bit of a wall of worry to climb. Stocks closed lower yesterday as investors digested j Powell, Jerome Powell, Federal Reserve, king of the bankers in the United States. And the Federal Reserve is a group of bankers that some of them vote and some of them just you know, dial in and say, uh, Jerome Powell, you are our king. Uh, the mighty area of New York and New York is a couple of Mid-Atlantic states and California and like the Midwest and the Northwest. And they all dial in and they go, uh, there's a lot of tech jobs being cut here. And he goes, well, we don't have tech jobs where we are in the South. And like he kind of pulls together all the data. Sees what's happening in Texas. See what's happening in California, and that was one of my my. Uh, I did my thesis on on welfare. Um, all the states are different, <laughs> and welfare is different from state to state. So you can't really say welfare is one thing. I get it. The Nasdaq down yesterday. The SP 500 off a half percentage point, roughly, in the Dow Jones the Industrial Average thirty down four tenths. It was a day where if you're a growth stock, you got punished. Stocks closed lower yesterday as investors digested Jerome Powell's message that he wants to curb inflation. The Fed did what everyone expected, a small increase, a smaller increase than the previous four, though yesterday still pushed rates to the highest level in 15 years. I'm really stoked that I have a lot of money in cash right now, sitting in in a high yield. that, that's a funny thing to say. Sitting in a savings account that's yielding a lot higher than it was a year ago. I'm going to get a tax statement at the end of the year that says, your cash earned a lot of money, Mr. Black. I'm going to look at my stocks and just go, not so much. I'm going to look at my bonds and go, not so much. I'm going to look at my real estate and go, not so much. But my cash earned the most in 2022. Interesting, No. And for the record, I don't know if that's a hundred percent true because I've been some dividend-paying stocks that did carry my portfolio nicely. But that is another subject. Yesterday, the SEC proposed the biggest update to the stock trading rulebook since 2005. The four proposed rules may become a magnum opus of Gary Gensler. He is the SEC chairman. The rules aim to get retail traders better prices by targeting a method of executing trades called payment of order flow. Brokers like Robinhood send trades to wholesalers like Citadel, which profit off the difference between the individual traders' proposed price and what they actually get it for. Companies like Robinhood make the difference. Wholesalers pay brokers a small fee for the privilege of making the trade. And a juicy uh, detail alert Those small fees add up to a huge chunk of the broker's revenue. Gensler said that he's going to make it tougher for companies uh, like Robinhood to profit off stupid stuff like GameStop. GameStop is a company that is in a fundamental decline. More and more video game purchases are coming from digital downloads. My family plays video games on the Sony PlayStation and the Xbox and the PC, and we have not gone to a GameStop in five years, maybe three years. There's no waiting for it to show up at retail. It's instantly downloadable. SEC has definitely put in the no longer um fun roles for Robinhood. And that's why Robinhood this week introduced a we'll do a 401k match. An IRA match, a retirement we'll we'll we're going to figure out ways of going long-term because our government doesn't like the way we make money short-term off of um, Rob Black's best friend or one of my good friends who years ago, she's become a day trader. And she contacted me this year and she's like, yeah, I'm coming back to you with my tail between my legs. And, what are some good news sites if i wanted to read and do more like you whereas two years ago she was just doing it trying to day trade and i'm like that's not really what i do apple is preparing to permit downloads of apps on its devices without going through the company's app store in europe slowly but surely this is going to bleed into other countries and other parts of the world including north america how will apple respond The news spurred a rise in the share price of companies that rely on apps like dating services and Spotify, because the changes allow them to bypass Apple's fees. And Twitter made that kind of obvious this week when they said, if you download the Twitter blue checkmark, it's $11 a month at Apple. It's $8 if you go through twitter.com. Okay. Okay, let's move forward. We must, we must, we must move forward. Market has gone from worried about inflation. We saw the inflation number ease a little bit yesterday, but we still know 7% is a lot. And we know that getting it down to is going to be painful. We know that the cost of money has gone up in the last six, seven, eight, nine months. And we know next year, your credit card payments are, are going up still we know what the fed is doing is working and now we start thinking about when will they prematurely loosen their policy and and let yields get up. some people think the federal reserve is a broken institution and that the market should make the determination on where the rates go if you take a look at the 10-year treasury it says 3.4 is good even though the fed's closer to 5 percent which is really, really weird. That's called an inverted yield curve. The market's saying they're wrong and we're heading towards a recession. The market is considered smart money six months from now, not instantaneously. Anyway, let's move forward. Weaker than expected retail sales, industrial production, fixed asset investment for November out of China. There's not a lot that's looking great today. And there's a lot on the market's mind. The ECB raised its benchmark rate by 50 basis points to 2.5%. The Bank of England increased their benchmark rate by 50 uh, basis points to 3.5%. So European Union's at 25 England's at 35 The Swiss National Bank is at 1%. The Hong Kong Monetary Authority lift their benchmark by 50 basis points what america does the world is copying it's not looking great retail sales report reported that inflation and waning personal savings is weighed on spending 10. u.s is tightening you can find me online at rob black show twitter rob Black show youtube rob black show i'm rob black
1: you are listening to the rob black show podcast for more information on ep wealth visit robblack.com that's robblack.com.
2: I got an email from a longtime listener, Glenn, and he asked me to comment. He says, I have a friend who's age 75 years old. He's talking about taking money from his CFP accounts and moving it to an insurance company like Northwestern Mutual. I've listened to your show long enough to know that he's making a mistake, but not sure how I can articulate it to him as well as you can. Glenn goes on to say that I believe at this stage, he ought to have 25% in dividend-paying stocks and mutual funds and 75% in bond investments. That's a, a mistake where you use someone's age and you kind of put bond investments as their age. It's one of those rule of thumbs where you take your age and you subtract it by – you go 120 minus your age, so – You figure out what percent should be in bonds and what percent should be in stocks. And Glenn's making a mistake by even getting involved with his friend who wants to take money out of a CFP account and put it in an insurance company and then into annuity. Why do I say Glenn's making a mistake when he's clearly trying to be a good guy here and help his friend not make a mistake? My opinion is his friend has already made his decision. And that's where you get into a lot of trouble trying to help friends, especially when they're 75 years old, Glenn. The guy is a grown-ass man, as Draymond Green would say. He's going to make his own decisions. Now, again, let's just say that I think you might be right and you can help him. I don't. Jane Bryan Quinn, who is one of those... uh, of good morning America today show kind of guest that comes on and says, you know, what should I do about annuities, Jane? And she goes, blow them to smithereens, blow them to smithereens, Um, variable annuities and universal life insurance are products appealing to your fear and greed, Glenn, you can tell that to your 75 year old friend that, yeah, now that the market's down, you want to sell Why are you so stupid? You're selling when it's down. You should be buying when it's down. You should be selling when it's up. Buy low, sell high. Don't sell low after you bought high. Increasingly aggressive marketing by annuities. Make them one of the hottest investments around. On this radio station, on my TV station, you will see ads for annuities when the stock market's down. Like, you need to be safe because we have a product that is safer than the stock market. The stock market is a roller coaster. Even though the stock market made 70 new highs last year, it's not a roller coaster, but the commercial world wants you to think it is. Commissions can reach 12% of money invested when you go after annuities and insurance products. I want nothing to do with insurance products. I think I have kind of a Darwinism thing going on where I look better because people make financially stupid mistakes. and I, I want to feel good about myself, and I do it because I avoid annuities. So financially speaking, the fairer sex the females of the world look at me and go, he's got a lot of money because he's not putting it into annuities. They don't know that but they see me as, uh, uh, from the outside in, as going like, he's financially successful. People who hide in annuities, they're being sold a product and they're falling for the sales pitch. Annuities make a salesperson a lot of money in upfront commissions. Your money pays for those commissions and it doesn't go towards your investments or your safety. An annuity only guarantees how much money you put in. After that, there's not a guarantee. You can't make that guarantee. These are securities. These are products that are, are monitored by the SEC. Annuities and equity index variable universal life products are complex. They're nearly impossible to understand. I'm smart. I have difficulties reading annuity contracts. No, 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 when I say I'm smart, let me correct that. Um, I know how to read contracts. I've got two brothers who are attorneys. I I did seven years of of post-high school education. Like I I know how to study. Annuities are costly. They pay huge commissions, which is not appropriate for what you get. They often have lengthy surrender charges. The dude's 75 years old. He should be thinking about how long his money can last right now instead of going out and buying a a high-commission product. But Glenn, you're not going to change them. He's already lost to you. He's already gone to the dark side. Someone's already gotten their fingers into him. I know you're saying, is it Darth Scythius? I don't know. I'm not saying insurance people are Darth Scythius. I've never found a reason to own annuity for myself. And trust me, I look. Annuities, Annuities cheat errors by consuming all the capital. Capital gains are converted into ordinary income once withdrawals begin. Annuity is like a bond, but worse, you can't trade it like a bond. You're stuck with it. So, Glenn, I appreciate you looking out for your 75-year-old friend, but I don't think it's going to matter. Avoid equity index variable annuities and all annuities including equity index annuities. These products tend to be good for only a small certain population of the world who's trying to give away their money to charity. I have so much stinking money and I I love um, George Clooney. He gave, and this this may be an urban myth, but he gave away $1 million to 17 of his close friends, maybe his agent kind of thing. Maybe his agent's wife. I don't know. He gave away 17 plus kind of grants of, of big chunks of change. Can't spend it in his whole life. That's the way he wants to pass it on. I want to pass some of my money on to my children. And I want to pass some of my other money on to charities that I believe in. You know a charity I really believe in? Your local park. Your local high school who has fields that need to be maintained. It kills me when I see them poorly maintained. Because I'm like our kids play on this stuff. If you want to save, max out, you avoid annuities. There are annuities for people like me who are trying to figure out guaranteed income for my spouse until she hits 90 because I'm going to die at like 60. She's going to die at 90. But maybe if I were to use them, they would be through like a a fidelity. They're not going to be through an insurance company. They're going to be very low cost, low fee. But I let my CFP... Brad from EP Wealth helped guide me on all the income products in retirement. A 75 year old man, Glenn, who's going to, in your words, Northwestern Mutual, he's going to get hosed. He's going to get taken. He's going to get into a, a product that's not appropriate for him. I don't want to make this show. I hate Rob Black hates annuities. My son is so funny. I'm a little bit on the chunky side. And he goes, you should change your radio show from Rob Black and your money to Rob Black and your diabetes. <laughs> um, Glenn, you should tell your friend that he's a fool and he's going to lose his money, but you're going to lose your friendship if you do that. I would avoid annuities. Can't say it any other way. They're, they're products that aren't appropriate for most people, and yet they're sold as if they're appropriate for most people. They're high fees, high commissions. He can do better but someone's already got their fingers into them. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial.
1: Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archived podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealth Certified Financial Planners online at robblackshow.com.
2: I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thank you for listening to the show. I pledge if you listen, I'm going to do everything I can to find you one scrap of info to better your financial education, to help you get to retirement. My producer, young man named Jason, just paid me a compliment and said, that story that you did was whack. And that was his way of saying, he got my attention on that one. Maybe it's annuities one day that I make you think twice about before you rush in and do it. Maybe it's an investment in Meta, which, if if Mark Zuckerberg were to retire right now and say, sorry, guys, that metaverse idea was a bad idea. It's 10 years before its time. I would invest money in it. Maybe it's, you know, I've seen Mark Zuckerberg on the freeway. And this is, I used to live kind of in his, not neighborhood, but in his drive. And I just find him socially from a distance to look at awkward. I feel that he is a rich man in a rich man's world with a lot of yes people, just like I feel Elon Musk, young producer, Jason, he's a fan of Elon Musk's. I am not. I feel that there's a disconnect between his internal editor and what he throws out. I think he's um, throws out way too much. And I think he hurts people. And I think what he's doing in Twitter has hurt him, families and people who work there and built a, a, a career And I don't think he cares. To him, they're like Lego pieces putting together Millennium Falcon. And his kid bashes it and breaks it and it's just, it's a toy. So I'm not a big fan. I'm a big fan of getting you to retirement. Yesterday, I got to play with the chat GPT. It's an artificial intelligent. um, How do you chat bot? And it is going to mess up our education system enormously. You can say, "What was the metaphor, or you can ask the chat bot, tell me about Of Mice to Men. Tell me about the greatest novels ever written. And it'll give you a pretty good answer in essay form. And it's going to make cheating way easier. But the reason I was playing with chat GPT was I would ask it things like, um, tell me a story that's ironic. Tell me a story that's funny. And when it would do the punchline, it wasn't all that funny. So it wasn't great. It's getting really, really um, pretty positive reviews. Google has not gotten into the chat GPT. And Google is a big question here because right now when high schoolers say, what was Steinbeck? What was the the story behind the story of Steinbeck? What was what do we need to know about Steinbeck? You can go to Wikipedia. You can learn that he won a Nobel Prize. But this thing will tell you, you can say, write me an essay on John Steinbeck. Write me a five paragraph essay on John Steinbeck. And it does it for you. So Google employees are pooping their diapers. I know you're saying they don't wear diapers. You get what I'm trying to say, right? With the Grapes of Wrath, it's considered Steinbeck's masterpiece. It's part of the American literary canon. In the last 75 years, the book has sold over 14 million copies of Mice and Men, The Red Pony, East of Eden, Cannery Row, Tortilla, Tortilla, I can't say the word tortilla, tortilla, flat, short stories galore. Um, My eighth grade son is writing essays now, or practicing essays And it's really cute because um, he does his homework with my spouse because I'm way smarter than my spouse on some levels. John Teller said that. She's got a bigger heart than me on most levels. But I'll be there listening. I'm like, do you want to know what the story is about? I'll tell you what the story is about. I read it myself in high school, (laughs) kind of thing. And I'm kind of salty. I'm like, I'm the Google. I'm the Google of, of the family, but there's also Google. And now there's a chat bot that has the ability to answer a lot of questions up until about 2021, the data is like kind of a little sketchy on the, the newer stuff. But if my son wants to cheat and not read of mice and men, or as they're doing now, uh, their reading assignments are kind of hilarious they're young teen books. Um, that typically there's movies made about them, so I some of those I'm like, well, okay, let me think about that one. What was that movie about? And it's about fighting against the government, the hunger games, right? about individuals having decision making versus government making it for them, about the rich versus the poor. Literary themes are pretty common, but this chat GPT, you're gonna learn more about this in the next week, two weeks, month. Your kid's gonna get on it and they're gonna start cheating like a mother. You know what I'm trying to say. Google's really concerned because right now, Google makes a lot of advertising money on us going to Google and typing in our questions. And suddenly an ad is served up with it, two ads are served up with it, three ads are served up with it. Yesterday I Googled the phrase, Best Christmas gifts for 14-year-old boys. Just in case I'm missing something. I wanted my kids to have a better childhood than I had. I've got daddy issues. We all know that. I had an alcoholic father. And I'm so, so sorry. I'm going to be 22% nicer in 2023. That's my goal. Work with me on that, please. Remind me that I I mean that. But ChatGPT has got a lot of investors worried about Google. And Google said, came out yesterday and said something pretty interesting. Their CEO said, we don't want to ruin our reputational risk because what's out there right now, it's good. And we know that we have better. And we're not going to be put out of business in search, but we'd also want to launch a product too soon. Because there's a lot to think about with reputational risk. Limitation of bots like ChatGPT listed in an open AI blog post. I'll talk about that in just a second. Include plausible sounding but incorrect nonsensical answers, harmful instructions, biased behavior. You get asked ChatGPT, how do I get to my girlfriend's house? And if it leads you down an alley and you get mugged, you're going to be like, well, that was horrible. But right now it could lead you down an alley. That could be the right way to go. But people who are using that that knowledge to mug you could use it nefariously. During the research preview of ChatGPT, it's free. You can go to chat.openai.com. I recommend this if you wanna see where the future's going with AI, because you can say, hey, ChatGPT, what's a good investment? And it'll go, Well, Robert, I'm glad that you asked. In the last 10 years, Apple has been a good investment to buy in down markets. You may want to consider it. They're going to have to frame a lot of things that come out of chatbots because you give that information of what's a great investment to a hedge fund and they're going to short it. They're going to say, you know what? All the idiots are going to ask, what's the easiest way to make money? And we're going to go against them. So it'll be human dollars versus robotic answers and the robotic answers aren't bad. They're just not appropriate in a world that can give compete in real time. So chat chat GPT reached over 1 million users within five days of its launch. You may know about a new AI photo app that turns your pictures and kind of makes you look like a cute comic book or a cute animated character. You're going to hear a lot about artificial intelligence this year, next year, the year after, as far as investments go. OpenAI was founded by Sam Altman and Elon Musk in 2015. Musk resigned from the company's board of directors three years later. But chat GPT is GPT is the thing, and Google is trying to figure out, because right now when we search for answers, we go to Google. It was 24 or 20, 20 years ago, there was something called the the Webbies. and I was nominated for best business web presentation. And Tiffany Schlein from the Webby's called into the show to like, let me know. And I didn't win. Don't worry about that. But I was one of the top five. And, um, I was like, okay, I was single and not ready to mingle, but I was single and I had a guest on. I'm like, I wonder what Tiffany Schlain looks like. She's head of the Webbies. And she's based here in san francisco maybe i can go to lunch with her um if she's not a troll in my head i was like google her find out what she looks like find out if she's married find out if like um she dates men like i don't know i had questions so tiffany comes on i'm like hey i uh i see that you're in my neighborhood i i you know i see pictures of you doing charity work and she goes ah you googled me i was like dang hot busted what was funny about that was the first time I had you heard Googled as a verb. She goes, he Googled me. You got the answers that you wanted today, just visually through words or through images or through videos, you Googled me. So are we to chat GPT in the future? The answer is yes. You're going to see more and more artificial intelligent language models, improving search engines. Multitasking better than what Google does. Is Google at risk? Yes. Google needs to figure this one out quickly. Their whole business model is search and there's better ways to search now than there was 10 years ago, 20 years ago when I Googled Tiffany Schlein. I'm Rob Black.
1: Don't want to work forever? Check out the retirement planning guide on robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth.
2: Okay, I want to get through some content. Markets are down today. The Fed has made their decision. That was yesterday. Inflation came out on Tuesday. Both of them felt like they were positive developments for the stock market inflation is slowly coming down except for the services side where it's still going to be a you know halfway through 2023 before we start seeing those numbers crack lower we need to see jobs come down uh unemployment go up so the fed can raise interest rates and trust me you're paying higher interest on your credit cards, and it's gonna suck. Not just this year; it's gonna suck next year. You're gonna, oh, all my bills, my my uh, adjustable rate mortgage is higher, my credit cards are higher. Yeah, if I get, need to get a loan to pay off everything that I've, I've accrued on debt. It's higher. It's going to be a long time before the Fed makes money cheaper. And by a long time, I'm talking to the ten year old children investors out there who a long time is a whole year. But it'll turn, it'll break. 2022, 2021, ah, let's go through this real quick. 2021 year of 70 new highs on the stock market. It was as good as it gets. 2022, uh, this inflation problem is problematic and we're seeing higher interest rates. 2023 is gonna be, how long is this recession gonna last? Because the job cuts are coming with the higher interest rates. You're going to start seeing people struggle with their credit cards. You're already starting to see it. It just hasn't hit the bankruptcy uh, phase yet. So every year we're seeing a little something digestible. I'm really happy inflation happened in the back of my head. I'm like a lot of people learned. And what stinks is the people who turn 65, and they they said their whole life, when I turn 65, I'm going to retire. And they hadn't seen inflation like this in 20 years, and they forgot about it. So I'm happy inflation was a story this year. I'm happy 70 new highs were a story the year before. I'm happy with the technology that's coming out of the pandemic, whether it be more artificial intelligence or whether it's mRNA. And for the record, I'm not worried about chatbots taking over low paying jobs because they are exactly that low paying jobs. For the human being involved, I think there's always going to be something like I've told my kids, I will be totally proud of you. If you become a software engineer and come up with the next greatest video game of all time, great. But also if you become a veterinarian and, and save dogs lives, great. Artificial intelligence, it's going to be a big story. Retail sales fell more than expected in November. We're starting to see what the Fed's doing in the real world it, because interest rates, higher interest rates means higher mortgage payments. And we're like, yeah, but I already have a mortgage payment. Next story, Rob Black. But the person who's trying to get it now is struggling. They're paying two times as month in mortgage payments, two times as much as they were three years ago because of higher mortgage payment interest rates. salary's not up two times. Retail sales fell more than expected in November. Weekly jobless claims decreased. Um, that's a story that I haven't gotten to. But the weekly jobless sales decreasing is again uh, if people are unemployed if people are employed it's a healthy labor it's a very healthy labor market. In an environment with runaway inflation and the Fed crusading it with higher interest rates to shut everything down or to slow everything down. Okay, let's move on. Nearly half of young adults in the United States are living at home with their parents and they're saving rent, but they're spending money on luxury. Does this sound familiar to someone you know? I do. My last producer, he would go to Golden State Warrior games, and I'm like, "How do you go to a Golden State Warrior games on on salary of a radio person?" He's like, "My parents still give me money. Lives at home. Doesn't feel comfortable to bring a wife into the house with his mom and dad, so he's delaying marriage. But he's still spending money, not on necessities like rent and groceries, but on luxury." going to sporting events and luxury um, goods. It's weird to say the CEO of Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy is richer than Elon Musk, but when you own Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy, you own Dior, you own Tiffany, you own Moet Hennessy, you own Louis Vuitton. They reported a 19% year over year increase in revenue for the third quarter, thanks to robust demand from Europe and the United States, as well as Japan. So even though we're looking recession in the face and even though young Americans are living at home, 50 percent, almost 50 percent. That's insane. When I was 18, 29, the one thing I did not want to live with was my mom and dad. And yet 48 percent of young adults are living with their parents in 2022, similar to levels seen in the 1940s. And yet, instead of saving money for a down payment, they're spending money with luxury items Louis Vuitton. Why do I like LVMH as a long-term investment? For that exact reason. Why do I like Apple for a long-term investment? I do not like it for the short-term. I like Apple for the long-term because when you go to the gym and you see the opposite sex when you're 25 years old with a Apple watch, you're like, ooh, an Apple AirPods, you like, yes. It's a luxury item my son is in what is he sixth grade he wants airpods he wants apple watch he wants apple um he he wants the material items he no way if i gave him google he'd be like dad you're killing me i can't take school so let's move forward um 529 plans are great ways to save for your kids college they don't exclude your kid from Getting scholarships or grants. Um, do it with the grandparents versus doing it with the parents is better, but it's not something that excludes people from getting money. Um, it's a very small amount that you're excluded from, and yet people are totally afraid of 529. There's a great website for colleges, Saving for College, called savingforcollege.com. Savingforcollege.com. It's run by the people who run Bankrate. I like Bankrate.com if you want to see financial products. And competitive pricing on credit cards and interest rates and in savings. Saving for college is a great way to learn about 529 plans. 10. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Thanks for listening. I'm Rob Black.
1: For more information about EP Wealth, visit RobBlack.com. That's RobBlack.com.